You're watching Meet the Movie Press. And coming up, we're going to be talking about the Fast and Furious spinoff, the Unbreakable sequel, The Return of the Goldblum, and Timon and Pumbaa. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, everybody out there on the Popcorn Talk Network. Welcome to Meet the Movie Press. I am your loyal host, Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at TheInSnyder. And with me today, we have a very special guest since Showbiz Simon is out on a top-secret mission, uh, a Marvel mission, if you will. We have Brienne Chandler with us. Miss Movies. Uh, Miss Movies is my name uh, because sometimes I miss movies. I have two kids. I can't get to the theater all the time. And sometimes I miss trivia questions, too. But, you know, that happens. Trivia questions she about movies. She didn't miss this show uh, this morning, folks. She woke up early. I appreciate the dedication, and I'm sure you will, too. Uh, now, now, where can we find you? You are the host of Film Therapy, Six Degrees. Yes. If you go to MissMovies.net, you can find my entire network of things that I do. A I, network? I, a network. I, I do a blog. I have uh, my YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash MissMovies. But you can all find it there, MissMovies.net. She's on multi-talent folks uh, and we're lucky to have her this morning because we have a ton of news to cover it's crazy we're i don't know sh- how you get through all this we're not going to uh, and There's we're probably going to take some calls midway through the show because i'm sure some of you have questions uh for miss movies let's start by talking about this fast and furious spinoff let's start with that let's. because i'm very excited about this um i heard that there was a post or there was a credit scene that was pulled Yes. Did you hear about this? Yes. Okay, have you talked it? about this? No, why don't, why, okay. don't, why don't you recap? I know that for Fast, Fate of the Furious, that they pulled a credit scene, which was featuring The Rock and Jason Statham, and what they were going to be doing, like, maybe on this spinoff film. And I don't know the exact details of the scene. Maybe you know a little bit more than I do. Um, but I know that uh, there was a rumor that Vin Diesel saw it and said no. Yes. And it had to get pulled. Like, it was already on the uh, way to theaters. Apparently, they <laughs> shot it behind Vin's back, and then Ooh. his sister, Samantha Vincent, who's the executive producer of these films, mm-hmm. found out about it, and Vin forced, basically, you know, he, he found out, he got pissed, and he f- forced Universal to cut it. Right. Uh, Universal had sort of said, like, you know, this was always something that was intended for the home entertainment release. Uh, oh, But right. then why did it have to be stricken <laughs> from, from Prince? Either way, uh, so now there is a spinoff on the table, and it would focus mm-hmm. on The Rock and Jason Statham, and also likely Charlize Theron, and okay. I assume it would be The Rock and Statham teaming up to track down Cypher. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. A mild spoiler, maybe. Can I give a spoiler? Because I think I mean, so. Where if you haven't we seen Fate of the Furious by now, that's on you guys. It is. I mean, it was the highest grossing of its time for a weekend release. I hope Biggest that everyone... Biggest release ever worldwide, <laughs> I yes. hope that everyone has seen this. But uh, it kind of seems at the end that The Rock's going to take some time off. So this would kind of contradict that. Listen, I don't know what's going on with these Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> I don't know. Will The Rock sit out Fast 9? Where will this spinoff mm-hmm. fall in the timeline? Will it be the next movie up? And so so fall between 8 and 9? Will yeah. they shoot 9 mm-hmm. and then you'll do the spinoff? Will they yeah. shoot 9 and 10 and then basically start yes. fresh after 10? Mm-hmm. I don't know what The Rock's contract calls for. I know he has a super crazy busy schedule. Fast 9 does not have a director. 
Uh, don't oh, just assume okay. that F. Gary Gray is coming back. So I, I'm I'm not sure uh-huh. uh, where things actually stand, but like, yes. are you interested in a Rock and Statham team up movie? I am definitely interested in anything that has to do Fast and Furious because I am a big fan of the franchise. I was actually hoping. Uh, jokingly, that the credit scene would feature Christopher Lloyd coming in and being like, we got to go back in time. Great Scott. It's going to be Fast 9, and we're going to go back in time to, um, you know, destroy Hitler. You know, that would, that would be, be cool. Some nine... kind of, like, time-traveling historical <laughs> right. thing. And then Fast they're not going 10, to space. Get the space thing out of your heads right now. That's not happening. Let me ask you this, though. <laughs> that you... was more of a, like, well, if it works in a script, we'll do it. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I was going to say never say never with this franchise. Mm-hmm. If you were Vin Diesel, though, are you mm-hmm. feeling slighted by this? Like, you know, I've given you... The, here's the, the, the biggest worldwide opening for this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, you know, like I don't know. Does should should Vin Diesel feel pissed? Like he's essentially being cut out. Well, he obviously was with the credit scene, but I don't know. Like I don't know what his contract states. Like, is he does he own the franchise just because he's the face of the franchise? He's also I, the producer of the franchise. So okay. no, no matter what happens with the spinoff, he's going to have a credit on it. You right. know, whether he's in he's front of the camera or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can you can bet for sure. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I, 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 I think it's necessary. I think mm-hmm. as successful as this new movie has been, it, uh, was creatively not that interesting. Uh, it felt huh. like we've seen it before and, well. and, 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 and it's unwieldy. These movies are unwieldy now because they have such a large cast and so many characters to service and, and, and you know, uh, because of that, they all get sh- sort of shortchanged. So I think that if you did narrow the focus to hmm. Hobbs and Deckard Shaw and, and Cypher, you could have an actually pretty yeah. interesting movie there. Do you think Owen will be in that movie as well? Because that's who I'd like to see, personally. <laughs> I, I, I bet. Mean... <laughs> that's Sudley that's Luke Evans. For all I know, there's like a whole... And Helen Mirren. Like, I would really like to see the just their family, family the, life. The Shaw family. Yeah, them having tea... I Together. wonder if there could be more, uh, you know, brothers and twins and cousins. It's like this whole army of Shaws, hmm. and they just keep uh, bringing <laughs> these people out. Um, Why not? Anyways, that was interesting, and I think, yeah, Chris Morgan is is going to be working on that one, the, the architect of the, the Fast franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is going on? Universal, cooking up a sequel to Split and Unbreakable with M. Night mm-hmm. Shyamalan. It's going to be called Glass. Now we've got Anya Taylor Joy, the star of Split, and James McAvoy. They're coming back. We've got Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis coming back from Unbreakable. Okay. My question is: Will will David Dunn's family return? I mean, have oh, you seen Unbreakable? I have, but so, it's been ra- since it came out. You're, so you're due for a rewatch. I'm actually watching it this weekend. What do you know? Because we're going to be talking about it on Six Degrees of Feature Film on oh, Wednesday. There you go. So I will be rewatching it. I watched Tremors last night instead. Maybe I should have watched that right. to be ready for today. I apologize, everyone. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> I prioritized wrong. <laughs> so Bruce Willis has has a son and has a wife, uh, right. and they're and they're pretty integral to the plot of these mm-hmm. films. I, I do mean, remember Robin yeah, Wright. The wife is the whole reason that that he sort of went in this direction. He gave up his okay. football career and chose love, and then th- as what, you do, of course, of course, football isn't forever. Everyone, <laughs> but love, love is. is. It uh, and be. Spencer it can be. Spencer Tree Clark played his son. And they were setting up something very interesting with the sun. I mean, there's an amazing color mm-hmm. palette sort of thing going on with Unbreakable. And uh, there's a whole code that to each color. And his uh, he's often pictured wearing green or orange. So okay. he's like in the middle 
of like, is he going to be a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah, is he going to have some sort of powers? Uh, right, thinking about. exactly. But he, it's like uh, you know, Anakin or whatever. Like you mm-hmm. know, is he going to choose the dark or the light? I think that this sounds awesome. Uh, I I didn't love Split, but I yeah. love Unbreakable. Okay. And I think that those two worlds combined could lead to something really interesting. What about you? Did you see Split? I did. I saw Split. I I thought it was an all right kidnapping movie. Yeah, um, with like I, the Unbreakable things shoehorned in kind of at the end. I but. feel like without that, I would have been just like, okay, great. Uh-huh. I feel like people, because of that scene, because of that second, mm-hmm. because of that end credit section like that's why people are like oh my gosh this is amazing it's all in the same universe and that doesn't change for me how the rest of the film was just kind of all right you know i don't know i'm with you on that i mean it was it was a stroke of genius on universal Mm -hmm. and blumhouse and and knight's part because people leave the theater on a high and that's what they're talking about uh so it's a neat little trick i I think you're right it doesn't uh make the the movie that preceded it Mm -hmm. any better yeah, because you could take that out, and you'd still, you could still have a cohesive movie. You don't have right. to have that. And maybe that was thrown in later. I don't know. I don't know what the projection was for it originally. Um, well, it was super successful. I can see a, a sequel where uh, Bruce Willis's family isn't necessarily involved. I could see how they mm-hmm. don't really need them. But to me, they're just such a big part of that character and, and why I love him. I mean, remember mm-hmm. that scene uh, where he's bench pressing the, the paint cans? Oh, okay. Son, I his, do now. In, in Unbreakable, <laughs> and his son's just looking on, like, amazed. Ah, oh, man. I, I, context is everything, and uh, and family, I think, is pretty important for that one. So I'd love to see them back, but just glad that this is finally happening decades later. So you wanted it originally when you first saw the film? Uh, Yeah, I wanted to c- further explore the world of Unbreakable. I thought it was mm. really interesting what he set up with that that sort of power dyma- dynamic, that spectrum of, you know, whatever, wherever you are on the spectrum, there is someone on the other side, hmm. a mirror, if you will. Ooh. Um, here's one that, okay. Yes. The Lion King. Yeah. The You've Lion got King. kids. I do. I have You're kids. You're watching a lot of animated movies. Did, you, did, you, did they see The Jungle Book? They did not because they're a little young and it's a little scary. Oh, okay. Um, because it's too real. Like they, right. my daughter has seen the animated version, mm-hmm. um, you know, pure animation, original version, and she thinks it's okay and is a little scared by it in certain parts. Um, but I wa- wanted to watch this one first, John Favreau's, because I wanted to make sure that it would be okay for something to show my children. I don't always do that because, like, that's what a good parent does, and I'm not always a great parent in that regard. Maybe I'll just be like, let's watch this. Oh, wait, we shouldn't have done that. Texas Chainsaw (laughs) Night, kids. Wait a minute. Um, But, yeah, I... I watched it and realized, like, this isn't going to go with my kids, not for a while. Okay. But um, my daughter loves The Lion King. She saw a... A, a, little, a small little theater production, like local, like some of her friends were in it, and they were uh-huh. all. And now she's like been reenacting it for the last month, and I'm just like, I, I has she I've been heard singing all the songs, the, all of them, all of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been saying lines that I'm like, I don't know what you're even saying right now. And then like I see like she printed out a script somehow. I don't know how this happened. She's six, and I was just like, kids um, on the internet, folks. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, that's what your line you're trying to say. You're just mm-hmm. not saying it correctly because you don't know how to say the word essential, and you're saying central <laughs> instead. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Well, this Lion King movie won't be out mm-hmm. until like 2019 or something, so okay. your kids will be a, a little bit older then. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I remember, the Lion King was pretty intense. 
Yeah. But because they're such fans, you think that you'll take them to see this one? Definitely taking them to see this one. I, I'm interested to see, is it going to be similar to Jungle Book or is it going to mirror the on-stage production? Oh, that's a good question. Because, I'm not sure what John Farrow has planned. Yeah, the on-stage production, if you haven't seen it, that's something I feel like needs to be on everyone's bucket list to see it live because mm-hmm. it's just an incredible spectacle of a musical. And... Um, I would love to see it both ways, actually. I'd love to see it that way, and I would love to see it in a style like The Jungle Book. Well, the big news this week is that mm-hmm. Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, should I say mm-hmm. Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen, mm. are going to be vo- uh, playing Timon huh. and Pumbaa. Why you say it that way? I said it that way because there is no Pumbaa and Timon. That's not a thing. It's, Tim- it's, it's like Bert and Ernie. Okay. Ernie yeah. may have been like the star... But uh-huh. it was pronounced. It was like it wasn't Ernie and Bert. I always felt like it was Bert and Ernie. Okay. You know. Yeah, you don't ever keep them separate. I guess Puma and it's Timon. It's just the way it rolls off the yeah, tongue. They're not Timon separate. and Pumba. Okay. Uh, so, so, so Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen. <laughs> you think that they have what it takes to play the warthog and the meerkat? I mean, I have no problems with Seth Rogen. I don't really know Billy in terms of like vocal you presentations. Watch Billy on the street. I've seen oh, some I of his Billy on funny. the street, and he's funny, but like. I, I don't know how that transfers over necessarily to um, voice acting. But I think it's going to be good. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, I, I really like the idea of Seth Rogen uh, as, a, as a warthog. Mm-hmm. I do wish that they would bring back uh, original voices, too. But maybe oh, they've yeah. aged and they're like, well, I, I don't know I mean, I, these, these actors are going to be called upon to do a little bit more than just the, the voice stuff. Because mm-hmm. they're probably in the suits or whatever. Right. I, I forget the, how, how Favreau pulled off the, the Jungle Book, but it was awesome. I love the Jungle Book, and I have even mm-hmm. higher hopes for The Lion King. Well, good. What's next? What do you, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Let's talk about Jeff Goldblum for oh a second. Oh, my God. He has found a way. Life always finds it a way, Brian. find a way. It's like, what is that thing about, like, they were saying, can we do this, but should we do this? Or, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like... Can we can have Jeff Goldblum? Should we have get Jeff can Goldblum? We should. Yes, we should. The Jeff answer Goldblum is yes. We'll be, we'll be back as Doctor Ian <laughs> Malcolm, right? Ian Malcolm mm-hmm. in Jurassic World Two. I don't know if that will be the official title or not. Uh, the this this lit up the internet. I was actually surprised mm-hmm. by how people were excited for this. Sure. It's like, did you see Independence Day <laughs> Resurrection? Uh-huh. I did. Yeah. It wasn't great. Oh boy. But uh, <laughs> listen, even if we get five minutes of, of the Goldblum, he's, mm-hmm. he classes up every franchise he's in, right? He does. And I uh, saw a recent um, Photoshop of him on Twitter that I found hilarious where someone made a food truck called Chef Goldblum. And then they had him running it. And I thought that is brilliant. And I really want to see I would go to that Chef food Goldblum. truck. It doesn't even matter what they serve. <laughs> Uh, I, no, I, th- I think it's a savvy move on, on Universal's part, mm-hmm. bringing somebody back from the original trilogy. Right. I mean, he was in the first two movies, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, and yeah, I mean, always a welcome presence on screen. Just bringing anyone back from the original is probably something that would be interesting. What about those kids from the original? What's up with them? Oh, uh, well, Ariana Richards has retired from the business. Oh, she's done. Because I, I saw her in Tremors. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why right. I'm thinking about her, because she is the little girl on the pogo stick in Tremors. And then it's jo- Joseph Mazzello, right? Mm. Uh, I don't know when the last time I saw him was. I think he was in, like, Band of Brothers or mm. The Pacific, one of those big war sh- uh, shows on HBO. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where they are. I've lost track. Just like I've lost track of... Time. The Narnia children. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's going to be another Narnia movie, 
And Joe Johnston is going to be at the helm, the man who brought us Captain America, the Rocketeer, uh, Jumanji, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And here's the question. Um, How many Narnia films have we done, and how many books are there? Because There's seven books. We've gotten three movies. Okay. Now, so where are we in terms of like I the Nani, no Narnia clue. Chronicles? I have, I'm done with this franchise. Really? Uh, okay. Yes. I actually liked the first film. It was okay. I think I saw the second one. It was no good. And I, I gave up uh, on the third. The, this is the Silver Chair. Right. What okay. a title, by the way. I that, mean, I remember that does book this being... sound exciting? The Silver Chair? Now listen. Um, I remember reading this book, but, like, I don't remember the book, but I remember actually reading it. And okay. I remember liking it. So, okay. so this is one I of the be better interested. books in the Narnia series. As far as I remember. <laughs> Isn't this great? Such great knowledge that you're getting today. <laughs> like, we, we, are, we are old, folks, you know? We can't, we can't go for that far back. Um, so, Joe Johnson, Narnia, I guess this is going to be about the Pevensey siblings' cousin, uh, you stay scrub or something like that. I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> I mean. It's something that's happening. Is this something Isn't that, that your kids are interested in? Not, um, not yet. I think they will be. Uh, when I first like started getting really interested in film and actually making movies, like I was obsessed with like, why hasn't anyone made Narnia? Maybe mm-hmm. I need to make Narnia, like the <laughs> Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, because I really loved the animated version that they came out with. I don't know when that was, but growing up, I remember watching that and enjoying it and thinking, when's the live action going to happen? Hmm. And then it finally did, and I was like, yes, I'm pleased with this. Thank you. I was surprised by the <laughs> box office numbers on this franchise. The first one did big business around mm-hmm. 750 worldwide. The second one did uh, significantly less, about 419 worldwide. Okay. And then I thought that there would be like a huge drop-off between the second and the third, and that's why like you know, the franchise was, was let go, because it did move from Disney to Fox. Okay. Um, no, it, it made 415 worldwide, mm-hmm. so it you know, performed right, right on par with the second one. So I, I guess... I mean, now the franchise is over at Sony and TriStar. I mean, this franchise has just What's passed the around town. What's reason? Uh, it's, it's a good question. I don't know if it has to do with the rights, if Fox just wasn't re- uh, interested in re-upping its deal. Hmm. Uh, obviously, Sony could probably use this, and, and Joe Johnston is a step in the right direction. I just don't know that it will get me in the theater. Well, um, I mean, it's your job, so it will get you in the theater. Will it get your dollars beyond that oh, is no, the question. I I, it may be my job, but I don't go to movies that I don't, want to see oh like i I won't see pirates of the the caribbean okay Uh, i'm probably not gonna see let's talk about pirates of the caribbean oh yeah (laughs) that's a great segue because johnny depp sometimes likes to go to disneyland and dress up as jack sparrow and be on the pirates of the caribbean ride which he did this last uh wednesday and thursday so if you were at disneyland wednesday and thursday you You would have seen him johnny depp that's crazy while you were on the ride i did not know know that yeah, sometimes he does that. It's so. Wouldn't I think you, that's if you so had that costume in your closet, you're like, uh. You know, let's go what, entertain the kids for a while. Good way but. to spend the day. <laughs> so I saw um, videos on Instagram of him, like people passing him while they're in the boat, and mm-hmm. which is brilliant because these people can't get out of the boat because, you know, water purposes. Um, but then later I saw him like up on like some trellis of the building that the ride is at, like just talking to the crowd and wow. they all had their phones up, like recording what he was doing. Now, does that earn him bonus points from you? Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I appreciate it as an actor. I don't like him as a person. So I personally would not go to see him do this, mm-hmm. but I 
appreciate that that's something that he has done. He's, he's rehabilitating his image, uh, probably. Chipping away. I, I guess that's all you can ask of a guy. <laughs> sure. I have to say, I loved his response. Um, you know, he's been embroiled in, in like uh, some stuff with his financial managers. Who, mm-hmm. He says lost a bunch of his money, and they say his spending was crazy. I love, mm. there were reports that he spent $3 million to have Hunter S. Thompson's ashes shot out of a cannon. <laughs> And, and he corrected those reports. He's been saying that they were incorrect all along. The correction is that it cost him $5 million. <laughs> I fucking love that. He's like, this is my money. All right, let's take our first call. Let's go to the phones. You are on Meet the Movie Press. Who do we got? It's cool. Oh, boy. JK over at Variety. Uh, you're talking to, to Miss Movies. What's on your mind, buddy? Ah, I see you got a much better looking co-host today. Than, uh, <laughs> Simon the, will the be offended. Guy. Simon will be offended. <laughs> That's objective. Or subjective. I was going to call you. I, I was going to call behold, you, Kroll, if I, if I couldn't David get Brian. Fincher, what? Lo and behold, David Fincher is directing World War C two. Jeff, what do you know? Did I, did what I, do you know? Did I say he wasn't? Wait, are you driving right now? I'm sitting in my car. Okay. Be, yeah, That's be, the correct we answer. We want you to be safe, Justin. <laughs> Wait, did I ever say that he wasn't directing World War Z 2? Uh, well, I figure I think you were like questionable that Paramount would move forward with it when like you guys talked about it in January. I mean, it was questionable, point. obviously. <laughs> we saw what happened. Yeah, true, true. Uh, um, I no, mean, I'm, I, but let, let me it ask was you. Funny so- the reaction to that. People were quite shocked that he actually went through with it. More so than like Paramount greenlighting. Mm-hmm. I think people were super surprised that Fincher is actually going to direct this. But movie. why? I, why are why would they be shocked? I wasn't surprised, Justin, just because it's like he would he wouldn't have engaged in the first place. Like this would have been dismissed yeah. immediately if he wasn't interested. Uh, obviously, he has a great rapport with Brad Pitt. But Justin, let me ask you: Why do you think? You know, Jim Giannopoulos is looking to, to greenlight this. Like, you know, do you, is it? Are they trying to to make millions and millions of dollars on this? Or do you think this is like a talent relations thing with Brad and David? I mean, my I, I was able to add this into the story, but you know, Triple Frontier was his first. I, I mean, when that went away, I, we just assumed he was going to tighten up things and just go with kind of more solidified stuff. Right. So when I had heard earlier this week that him and Brad and David had sat, had a sit down and David has a vision for this film. And Jim's like super pumped for it. I, that, that whatever meeting they had recently, whether it was over dinner or in the studio, David and Brad were, were wanted to get this thing up and going. And, uh, and really, I mean, it, listen, when it's David and Brad, there's not much winning over. It's not like it's like random schmoes coming right. in selling this thing, but they clearly have an idea, and I also heard that they were like, "We're not, this will not get out of hand like the last one. Th- it's going to cost... You're right. That That's the thing. The, the first one was hamstrung by these really expensive reshoots and everything, and it kind of chipped away at the profit. Now, the movie didn't flop, and I actually liked World War C. Did you like it, Brian? Did you see it? This is a movie that I missed. Uh, she, I'm she, sorry. Did, sorry, but, everyone. Crow, you, you liked it, what right? What year did this come out? I liked, it, I liked it quite a bit, actually. And And to your point, Jeff, I don't want to get ahead of this, mm-hmm. and I know you at, you tweeted something about this, the rating. Yes. I think Jim G greenlit an R-rated Logan movie. He, that's his film he greenlit. Hey. That's not Stacey Snyder. Good point. Remember that. That film was $100 million. It, mm-hmm. was not, it was the least expensive X-Men movie ever made. I think Jim G is willing to consider this if the price is right, and they do this. Now, David mm-hmm. does do expensive movies, but I feel like... If they come in and it's like around 100, 110, and he, 
I think David wants to do an R-rated version. I can't imagine any other way they go here. I hope that they go R-rated because the idea of a David, an R-rated David Fincher movie would be amazing. I, I'm fine with 150 million. The last one was like 190 million, and that is too expensive. They have to do this for the right price because there is an audience and they can make money on it. That you know, they just have to keep costs down. So uh, it was yeah, a great, it was well, a good, good scoop and good for you uh, on following uh, following up on that one, Kroll. Yeah, good luck tonight, buddy. Beat uh, send those bulls packing. All right. All right. Take care. Later, dude. What bulls are you sending? Uh, packing? I'm a big Celtics fan. Okay. We, we got game six, and tonight. you're in the game. Yes. Wow! Congratulations. No, I am, I am not. I am not in the game, but uh, <laughs> okay. I, I'm cheering from home. Okay. Uh, we are taking calls, folks. Four two four two five three zero five zero four. Colin, you get to ask. Me and Brienne, anything that you want. Well, not anything, but mostly anything. We'll say that, that caveat. <laughs> Just in case. You never know, right? <laughs> if you want to propose marriage to Brienne, I'm married sorry, already. she's already married. Exactly. Uh, all right. What else is next Second on the list? Second marriage? Maybe. I'll consider. I'll put We're you on the list. We're moving to Utah. Here, okay. Here, here's one. Um, okay, I, yes. I'm curious to get your opinion on this. Are you? I am. Okay, so, great. Universal picked up. A Madonna biopic oh, script uh-huh. called Blonde yes. Ambition. Now, this was uh, a high-ranking script on the blacklist. Um, normally, you see studios and producers try to secure the life rights of a biopic subject. Mm-hmm. So it makes everything easier. Uh, in this case, they didn't. And they heard about it on Instagram. Right. Madonna sounding off, taking the social media to sound off, uh, you know, calling Universal mm-hmm. and Elise Hollander, the, the writer, names... Um, like you know, where where do you stand on this? Should Universal have gotten involved without Madonna's blessing? Do they need it? Are the best biopics made without uh, the oh, consent wow. of people? I mean, how many are made without the consent of people or the estate? Well, like, is a good question. Like Social Network, for instance. Uh, all right, we'll go to the phones. Okay, we'll come back. We'll, we'll double uh, we'll, back. We'll to that return. One. You're on Meet the Movie Press. Who do we got? Yeah, hi, it's Rutan from Toronto, Ontario. Hey, hi. What's on your yeah, mind? I just got don't. Uh, I just want to talk about Covenant. It's uh, coming out in a couple weeks. Yep. I was just wondering what the tracking was that for that movie because there hasn't been as much marketing as I thought it would be, even considering it was an R-rated. Because when Logan came out, Fox pushed that really hard, but Covenant hasn't been getting that push yet. So I'm just mm. wondering what's the tracking suggestion? Interesting. I don't know what the tracking calls for. Uh, I am not a big box office kind of guy. I feel like there has been a lot of promotion, though. I feel... I mean, it's been constant, it feels like, uh, at least online, all the different articles and interviews. Online, not the traditional sense, like the movie, like the TV spots. I thought they would have taken advantage more of the Super Bowl. I mean, the the draft last night, but they only showed one commercial. Oh, interesting. See, I I don't have cable. I'm a cord cutter, so I never know uh, what is getting a big push for for TV ads. So it's a good question. I wish I could help. I I don't think... Brian, you don't know what what it's tracking. isn't there wasn't there like something that came out that was kind of like what happened before? Uh, yeah, the prologue. Yeah, but like like to Jeff Jeff's point, they've been doing a lot of online campaign, which I credit them for, and it's really interesting and it's a different take. But like the traditional sense, they haven't been really hitting mm. that yet, and it's coming out fairly quickly. And they've already done the pre-sales for the tickets, and to my knowledge, what I've been looking at, it's been pretty disappointing so far as to compare to Logan per se. 
which I'm putting on par because of the R rating, solely on the R rating. Sure, no, I, mm. I, and I understand that comparison. I mean, I think you have to, you know, since they are such different movies uh, and the fan bases are a little bit different too, I mean, you kind of have to compare it to, to Prometheus. Um, I'd say the fan bases are way different. Yeah, but, yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. So he, let me, I'll tell you this, you know, Fox is showing us the movie on Friday night, not tonight, but next Friday. Uh, oh, wow. and, and the embargo lifts, I think, the following day on May 6th, which is, a, you know, a few weeks out. So I feel like either this is a really good movie that they're confident in and want to get the word out or right. or it's a really bad movie. And and they just want the reviews to come out three weeks before the movie. Time. Exactly. Before the movie hits. So people will forget about <laughs> it. Exactly. So it'll all blow over by then. It'll, mm-hmm. They'll have some time to correct the message in the interim. Uh, so uh, listen, are, are you got, are you looking forward to it, Brian? I am. I alien. Alien is my favorite movie of all time. Really? Um, so wow. I'm definitely looking forward to this. And I liked Prometheus. I'm one of those people that actually liked the film. And I feel like I'm I, the cheese that stands alone sometimes. I, did, I didn't hate Prometheus. Uh, I thought it had some interesting... You said I didn't hate it. No. <laughs> Which I, is I, I different than saying that you I liked it. I didn't love it. it. I thought it was okay. Uh, <laughs> and Collar, are you looking forward to Alien? Do you think it looks good? I'm looking really forward to Alien. I want to see what... Because I feel like Prometheus was kind of like really Scott being forced to do something that he really wasn't interested in with the whole engineers thing. The idea... Like, the ideas were better than the actual final product to me. And I feel like most of those ideas will come to fruition in this. Right. Uh, so what, and I, saw, I saw this Adam Savage thing where he showed like some of the engineers things that they're building on set, which look really cool and kind of blew my mind where, Alien, where he's going to take Alien Covenant with this and connecting it. And... Uh, which is really, uh, really highly anticipated on my list. I've I've heard from people that that it's pretty good. Uh, that Catherine mm-hmm. Waterston is a really strong lead, and that it's a super violent, fucking crazy movie. Um, is it is it true? Sorry to bother you. Sorry to that's okay. Guess, but is it true that she's uh, related to what's it called Ripley? Because I I heard that like three months ago, but I, I just watched. Oh, that I, off, I like, don't know. I won't be able to to say until I see it. Uh, mm. I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. speculate, mm-hmm. but that is uh, an intriguing possibility. Anyways, uh, mm-hmm. thank you for the for kickstarting this alien conversation. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Take care. For some Go reason, please. I yep. thought he was asking, like, actually related to Sigourney Weaver for some oh. reason. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't say that in the bio. Uh. Um, so, so again, back to the Madonna <laughs> biopic thing. Yeah. Oh, do we have another caller? All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> You're on Meet the Movie Press. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is uh, Ed. What's up, Ed? Uh, Hi. Yeah, I, I talked, uh, hey, hi, this movie. Uh, I talked uh, last uh, month, I believe, or about The Flash. Uh, I don't know if you uh, remember me. Yeah, The Flash, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, uh, actually, so um, I, I don't know if you guys thought about this, but the This Man biopic is going to be picked up. Uh, I think you were about that, right? It's, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Uh, the what biopic? Sorry. The Vince McMahon biopic. Oh, uh, yes, the Vince McMahon <laughs> biopic. Yes, what about it? Well, yeah, uh, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan since I was a little kid, and I've been writing a Vince McMahon... Hello? Yep. Yep. Okay. I've been... I think that Vince McMahon has a very interesting life off and on um, you know, working with the WWF, and I'm very... Now, because the WWE is um, is part of the process of making the movie, and I think that this movie 
is to me is off the caliber type movie. So a light actor, it'll be like the C John movie. We're, we're, we 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 got we got we got to cut this column. Sorry, I, I can't understand anything you're saying. Sorry. Um, oh, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go to the next caller. Or, uh, sorry about that caller. <laughs> I just, it was it was a struggle to hear you. Um, but I think that you were talking about the Vince McMahon mm-hmm. uh, biopic Pandemonium. I don't know how much yeah. you read about that. I haven't read anything about it. Um, Are you familiar at all? I I mean I'm familiar with Vince McMahon, and yeah. I definitely still need to see the XFL uh, Thirty for Thirty because oh, okay. I really am interested in knowing more about that. I mean, it sounds like he has led a very colorful life. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who they could find to play him. Hmm. I mean, he, he now he's an older Michael guy Fassbender. and he's chiseled. Uh, maybe because <laughs> he plays everyone. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, please do this. I don't see that happening. <laughs> oh darn! Um, yeah, it'll be. I'll be curious to see what the casting Hugh is on Jackman. that one. Again, some of these biopics are just real head scratchers. And I look at something like The Founder uh, mm-hmm. with Michael Keaton, which I thought was a really good movie. Featuring a great performance. And that just gets lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, unless there's a big marketing push yeah. behind this Vince McMahon movie, I don't really see it striking a chord with the type of people who typically go see biopics. Huh. Yeah, we'll take another call. Oh. Yes. I mean, the wrestling world, I'm sure, would really want to see it. So. Yeah, but how, how big is that, really? Uh, uh, huge. You're calling in to, <laughs> to meet the movie press. Uh, what's your name? Hey, I'm Saul from Texas. What's up, Saul? Um, so with all the, over the past week, I'm, I'm sure you guys will get to it, but I just want to ask with the, uh, recent kind of X-Men news that kind of hit this week. Yep. I, uh, wanted to ask, uh, first of all, I'm a big fan of the show. Great show. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, James McAvoy, I'm, pr- I, it's pretty much confirmed that he'll be back for possibly new mutants and the new X-Men movie. I'm, cause with like a recent Instagram post, he, I'm sure he'll be back uh-huh. but i wanted to ask do you guys think or know anything about if michael fassbender will be back because mm-hmm. i mean all their contracts are up but i love his magneto and i would really love for him to be back so i just want to ask what y'all's opinion would, would be on his return Ugh, mm-hmm. man that, that this is another universe slash franchise where it's just like all over the place yeah um uh-huh. I, I feel like they're trying to th- to go new and and turn it over, but that's See, just me. Because there's two different projects, I'm like, I don't know, you know, are they even connected? New Mutants, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily sound like it, but Dark Phoenix, it sounds like he could yeah. be. I think if they are trying to get Jennifer Lawrence and Fassbender back for at least one more movie, um, okay. and, and, you know, I think, you know, you saw the Collider rumored a couple months ago that Simon Kinberg is going to direct the Dark Phoenix. There hasn't been mm-hmm. any official announcement on that front, even though it just got a release date. But I have certainly heard things that echo that. It does say um, he's the writer well, for it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's all about whether they're, they are going to give him a shot mm-hmm. to direct. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard any other yeah. director's names um on that front josh boone is going to be shooting in boston this summer with uh with anya taylor joy and Maisie williams those names have already sort of come out i don't know i don't know which of the other young cast like are we going to see ty sheridan back uh, as cyclops I, like I, I i don't know um so again okay. th- this is just one of one of those things where it's really hard to get a handle on what is actually happening because there's so much happening you know mm-hmm. yeah um definitely yeah but you know i, I think I it's like yeah I, yeah, I just felt like, because after, uh, I mean, it depends on, like, what kind of take they go, if they go with kind of a reboot kind of thing, but especially after kind of Assassin's Creed didn't do very well, 
it would be in Fassbender's kind of interest, hopefully, that he would come back. I think he's just done such a great job as Magneto. And I, I, I'm pretty sure, because Sophie Turner will be back. So I assume Ty Sheridan, the younger cast, will be back. Right, no, so sure Sophie Turner, I think, is the key to their, their whole future plans for this uh, franchise. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I hope Josh Boone knocks it out of the park. I'm a big fan of his. So thank you for yeah. calling. Have you, a good weekend. Him yeah, wanting uh, Michael Fassbender to be back or to stay is me wanting Christopher Nolan to come back to DC. Right. <laughs> so uh, there's that. Did we have another call, or, <laughs> or should we pull the plug on calls? If we if we get one more, I'll take it. Um, but uh, otherwise, let's let's move it along. So again, Madonna, the, Madonna, back to Universal. Madonna. Like okay, was she within reason to to call out the studio for this, I mean, or should she have gone private with what her complaints? What would you do? I mean, pff, I you would know call me. It out. I would, yeah, I would go public. I think that she's in her right to be like, "Why are you doing this? I don't. You don't have my consent to do this." Well, well oh God, last call, last call. We're going to take a call, <laughs> and then we'll yeah, really discuss call. Madonna. <laughs> Caller, you're on Meet the Movie Press. What's up? Hello. Hi. 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 How are you? Good. How are you? What's your name? Scott Patterson. Cool. What's on your mind, Scott? Hi, um, I was going to ask about the um, new film that's coming out, or is rumored to come out, uh, that got pushed, Indiana Jones. Is it actually going to happen, or what? Yes, yeah. uh, Indiana yeah. Jones is going to happen. Uh, Whether we like it or not. Yeah, it's all a matter of when. I wanted to happen, I'm just kind of <laughs> worried. I'm not an Indiana Jones guy either. Uh, I, I think, I don't know if they're going to, I mean, they said that they're going to bring back Harrison Ford. Yes. We'll see what his health is like. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't. You know, obviously, there's been rumors that Chris Pratt is being groomed to take over that franchise. How dare they do that to Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> yeah, who do they think they are <laughs> at Disney? Again, I don't know if he would play Indiana Jones uh-huh. or you know, like Billy Jones or mm-hmm. <laughs> something Billy like Jones, <laughs> Billy Jones, or just Henry. Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> but it, it did get a new date. It got pushed by by one more year. Um, so you'll have to be a little bit more That'll patient. Be 20. 2020 yeah, how old uh, would Harrison Ford yeah. be? Yeah. We'll see how the Blade Runner movie does. I mean, if that's a huge hit, maybe yeah. Disney is more incentivized to, to get him mm. back and, and get the whip in his hands. Uh, anyways, thank you for calling uh, and have a good thank weekend. All right, Madonna. This is it. Madonna. This is our this last is time. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, what what is what do you think Madonna is trying to gain by going public? Like, does she just want you know, control over her own story? Is she just angling for an executive producer credit and a payday? What do you think it is? Was she trying to tell it herself? Ooh, uh, maybe she, yeah, maybe she wants like to be able to say yes and no to certain things that are going to be in this film. Right. Um, and so if she says like, you don't have my consent to do this, um, I don't, I'm not behind this, then maybe that'll put a mark on this film and people aren't going to put their money into it. I don't know. Um, cause may, or maybe, you know, she wants the money, obviously. Do you want to see a Madonna bio? I want to see a Madonna anything. Yeah. Do, what's your, like, your favorite song? Um, well, you know what? The song that I love the most from Madonna actually comes from Dick Tracy, which is sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's one of my favorites. Who, do you think that there's anybody out there now who could even play Madonna? Like who would you oh, want to see in a biopic? I, you know what? It would be interesting to see someone we don't know, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, with Jennifer Lopez as Selena. Um, that was a great like jumping off point for her. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting. It depends on what point of her life we're going to see her in right. as well. 
Uh, uh, it sounds and like I want er- a early '80s. I want someone that sings, or I want them to dub someone. Well, let me throw out my big <laughs> my big idea right now. You okay. guys ready? Universal. Are you listening to this? I know you yes, are. Yes, they are. Liz Gillies from Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll, the Dennis mm-hmm. Leary FX show, where she was playing a young rock and roll singer. Uh, I think she's okay. got the attitude. Uh, she's got the fire. And she's got the look. Les Gillies put her on the list. Uh, We will move it along for Madonna. God, we have so much to cover. Shit. Jeff Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. Will Smith and Ang Lee teaming up on Gemini Man. This is a movie in which... Uh, Will Smith would, Gemini, be, would be playing an old, uh, like an assassin, and okay. then a, and then his own younger clone comes after him, who's like faster, you know, stronger, maybe not as smart though. Always, never Will, as smart. I mean, the idea of Will Smith and Ang Lee teaming up is that intriguing to you? Sure, or? Uh, Ang Lee is incredible. Um, I'd want to see another sense and sensibility out of him, uh, but <laughs> don't know if I'm going to get that. Do you like the idea of, of two Will Smiths? Like, can, can the big screen handle double the Smith? Is that how that works? I think so. I don't think that they would, like, cast Michael B. Jordan as, like, the young Will works. Smith. I think that they would digitally de-age him. This script has been around for 20 years. Mm, this could be interesting because I love the parent trap with Haley Mills. Oh, okay. So I'm totally into it. Yeah. Just on that alone. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, I, I'm just excited to see Will Smith working with a director of the caliber of Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. I think Will Smith has borderline horrible taste in directors. And mm-hmm. what's crazy is he has the power to like say, all right, I'm going to work with this director. I'm not going to work with yeah. this director. But what if you get that good script and you're like, you know what? The script is really, the sc- really Listen, good. directors can come and go, though. Mm. So uh, Will Smith has only worked with one Oscar-winning filmmaker in his career. Which uh, was? And that was Robert Redford on The Legend of Bagger Vance. Mm-hmm. He wor- he has worked with Akiva Goldsman on Winter's Tale, Akiva won for screenwriting. Um, this is the best director that, that Will Smith has worked with so far. And hopefully these deals close because I think it's a really intri- uh, you know exciting pairing. Ang Lee coming off Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, which was a total flop. He may be looking to, to you know to, to deliver another commercial hit so that he can get financing for the movie he really wants to make, which is the boxing movie, The Thrill in Manila, which is apparently he's having mm-hmm. trouble getting that off the ground. Um, Kickstarter, yeah, GoFundMe. You know, people will support this. They're out there. <laughs> Um, let's see. Kevin Hart starring in a remake of The Great Outdoors. Did you ever see that movie? I didn't, but oh, I know John Candy is in it. Who else is in it? You should. That's a good family film. I'm writing it down. Uh, isn't I, it rated R? I don't know. It might be. It might be. I'm gonna look that up. I don't know who they would family pair Kevin film. Hart with. Um, I don't know who could who could like. I assume he would be like the Aykroyd, and that they would pair him mm-hmm. with like a funny fat guy sort of thing. It was uh, PG for its time. Yeah. Uh, see. 88. Was that before or after PG-13? I don't know. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance we can get more time in this show? It was after. Because Red Dawn is the first PG-13 we- film to be released. All right. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take whatever you will give me because we've got a lot to get through. Uh, Warner Brothers this week cast Callum Turner as Newt Scamander's mm-hmm. brother. Okay. I don't know how big a part this is. They certainly look alike, Callum Turner and Eddie Redmayne. Uh, have, are you familiar with this actor? Uh, not much, but 
Uh, well, there was something on his green list. Room. Yeah, Green Room that we were talking about. Yeah. I did like Green Room. So yeah, he was good in Green Room, and I just saw this movie Tramps that just debuted mm. on Netflix that okay. I would definitely recommend. Uh, I don't know. He's he's a bright young emerging talent, and I'm sure he will fit right how into this uh, wizarding about, world. How do you feel about this section of the wizarding world? Oh, I don't do them. I don't touch okay. it. Okay. Yeah, it's like Narnia. It's like Indi- Indiana Jones. Your I don't, I don't wizarding care. is not your thing. Nope. Because I enjoyed Fantastic, Beast. Fantastic Beasts, but I don't know if I am wanting to continue it further, but I liked it. So I don't know. I really did like Harry Potter, though. So I, I that franchise is one that, that I do love. Well, this one has, has uh, you know big roles for, for Johnny Depp, right? Oh. A, a, a bigger yeah. role, and then Dumbledore, Jude Law, right? Jude Law casts as young Dumbledore, mm. so they're they're upping the star power this time around. Uh, I forgot, you know, Star Wars got a release date. Star Wars Nine, Episode Nine, excuse mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Uh, in May 2019. It seems to me like that you know they are moving that whole franchise to May, which okay. is yes, it oh, the, the date of the original trilogy or whatever. But to me, these movies have been very oh. successful in December. They're moving them to May, whether it's to avoid Avatar or not, I can't say for sure, but at the Avatar sequels mm. also got dated for December 2020, 2021, 2024, right. and 2025. I feel like I'm the only one that's like, Avatar was great. I don't want, need to see any I definitely don't need to see anymore. <laughs> I'm like, am I really the only one that, We're, you and but I? That the world the, does not feel like that. I mean, I guess. There's a reason I, that, that these movies the are so It's the gigantic. globalness of it all. Right. Like, I don't care, and I'm in the United States, but there could be people, you know, elsewhere. And that's that the name really of the game care. these days. Look at it look is. at Fate of the Furious. I that's mean, why it did so well because it was exactly. all overseas money, diminishing returns here in the U.S., but uh, globally just blowing up. Um, so yeah, Star Wars in May. I I think it'll really affect that month. I think it'll throw off mm. the entire summer blockbuster calendar as movies flee from it. Uh, I don't even. You can't even open in like early May because you, then you get like a week or two to make your money and and then it's gone. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is just such a juggernaut. Um, what else got dates? I mean, Lion King, Indiana Jones, Frozen Two, Wreck It Ralph. Uh, God, Frozen fucking... Two. When's that coming out? Because I need to put that on the calendar. <laughs> I do on the mom calendar. <laughs> uh, we also saw the animated Spider-Man move up a week um, to uh, avoid a showdown with Aquaman. Okay. Aquaman moved on mm-hmm. to its date, and and so that one's running. I also love the, the uh, juggling between Kingsman Two and the Tom Cruise movie American Made, where Universal Universal pushed American Made uh, to to avoid, or maybe they moved it up. I forget which one it was. They they but they moved the Tom Cruise movie to avoid mm-hmm. Kingsman. Then Kingsman moved, and then within an hour of Kingsman moving, Universal moved the Tom Cruise movie back. So uh, those two studios are, they, they're are doing this on purpose. Yeah, they're, they're like, I mean, they're you know playing... what? We're going to do this. We're going to you. You're going to move. All right, I'm going to move now too. They're playing a, a fun <laughs> game of, of chess. Huh. Uh, a whole bunch of like you know. Sure, it'll change. Margot Robbie cast as, as Mary Queen of Scots. Not going to be interesting. Uh, who cares? Who was? I mean, a, I like period who, pieces. I know. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I am not yeah. the audience for that's those right. kind of costume you're things. Not. But I, I would be the audience for something like. Outlaw King, which is going to reteam Chris Pine and Ben Foster and David McKenzie, the team behind uh, Hell or High Water. They're uh, they're going beautiful. over to Netflix again to make okay. a Robert the Bruce movie. Who is the well, who cares about the, this <laughs> Robert the Bruce? What? 
There was nothing else David McKenzie wanted to direct uh, with his clout from Hell or High Water, mm. not his 80s cop movie or anything. I mean, money talks, so who knows what kind of cash the they're putting into these his days. pockets. Um, okay, uh, we're really coming down to the wire now. The Circle came out today. Uh, I, I love James Ponsolt. This is I saw it last night. I paid to see it. It's a big d- disappointment. What, I don't you wanna, paid? I, yeah, I, I don't want to badmouth it too much because I'm a big fan of James Ponsolt, and I'm sure he will rebound, but but that's a bad movie. Steer clear okay. of, of The Circle. Uh, it made about $430,000 last night, and that's this weekend's big release. It's looking at about a, a $10 to $12 million weekend. Mm. Um, probably not what they had in mind when they cast Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. Uh, what's the, big, the best mm. movie you've seen recently, Brianne? Real quick. Gosh. I mean, I, I, I've said this earlier. I saw Tremors for the first time. <laughs> that's what you're recommending to the audience? Okay. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I have... I, you know, Reba McIntyre, I was surprised that, to see her in this film. Um, but it was just a lot of fun. And I miss having fun watching movies because I feel like things are so serious right they now. They should totally remake Tremors. Get Danny McBride in on that shit. Oh, that he could would be, be great. Good. Uh, yesterday, I also saw Patty Cakes, which is a Sundance <laughs> movie that was acquired by Fox Searchlight. It was amazing. Patty it? Cakes with a dollar sign That's on the That's right. Don't forget okay. that she's Killer P. Uh, and that movie comes out this summer. I think in July it'll be counter programming to like Spider Man or something. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. It is my favorite movie of the year so far. Wow. Definitely check that out when it comes out. It's about a, a New Jersey uh, girl who wants to become a rapper. We have about a minute and a half left. Uh, let's let's end it here. Okay. R.I.P. Jonathan Demi, oh. who died this week, the director of Silence the Lambs in Philadelphia. I wrote a little uh, appraisal and remembrance of his okay. career for the tracking board. So check that out. Did you have a favorite? I mean, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, obviously, a classic. That's pretty much mic drop. For okay, me. that was. Is that one of the? Uh, it won the top five Oscars. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. one of three films to sweep the Oscars. Yeah, that uh, one flew over the cuckoo's he was nest. Just, he was an amazing director, and and mm-hmm. uh, it happened one night. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing director. Uh, you know, he told really humane stories. He had he had empathy for his characters, and and he will absolutely be missed. Um, it looks like that's going to do it for this week's installment of Meet the Movie Press. Mm-hmm. We had so we, there's so much we didn't even get to talk about, like the Kingsman trailer, a Michael Mann Vietnam series, all kinds of good stuff. But those are the rules of the studio. So, Brienne, how goes? Where can our uh, the good people find you? The good people of Meet the Movie Press yes. can find me on Twitter at Miss Movies. You can also check out MissMovies.net, where you can find my network of everything that I do. <laughs> from my show. Look at that smile. You're going to want to watch her videos. <laughs> That's right. Check out she, Film Therapy. She lights up YouTube. And yeah, Film Therapy. Uh, check out our episode. I, yeah. I, I had a blast. And I'm Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of The Tracking Board, tracking-board.com. Make sure you uh, check out our interview with our up-and-comer of the month, Slight Star Jacob Lattimore. That'll be going up later today. Uh, I'll also be on Collider Video, taking on Drew McWeeny today. in the Schmodown. Big video. Uh, so make sure you check that out. And as always... Thank you for for watching the Popcorn Talk Network. Uh, Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe so we can keep doing the show. Showbiz Simon will return next week. And I will not. We'll miss you. (laughs) Everybody, have a great weekend. You just met the movie press. Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.